Welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. And if you're new to the show, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Lisa Watson, and I will be joined by my co-host, Nicole Frolick and Brian Koenigberg. The Enlighten Up podcast is a weekly show that provides an unconventional and refreshing spin on spirituality, where three friends and weekly guests share informative, fun, and usually off-the-wall conversations. And unlike others, we provide fringe and skeptical viewpoints on all topics, because it's been our experience that the echo chamber is a pretty boring place from which to learn. So regardless of where you are in your spiritual journey, we can promise you, you'll find a place to fit in here. So we invite you to sit down, grab a drink, and listen in on our casual, entertaining, and hopefully enlightening conversation. And if you're interested in supporting our podcast and helping us to be able to continue to produce, enhance, and expand the show for our audience, then please send your support to our PayPal account at info at enlightenup.us or go to our website, enlightenup.us, and check out our merchandise shop where you can purchase merchandise that will allow you to express your spiritual humor. All profits go towards the show. Thank you again so much for listening and supporting us. And now let's jump right into the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Enlighten Up. I'm here with Lisa and Brian, and we have a returning guest joining us. Uh, But before we get into the show, I wanted to let all of our audience members know that uh, this month I released another guided meditation, which is actually more of an activation, and it's for the union of the divine masculine and divine feminine uh, energies. And uh, I'm really excited about it and happy to have it there for release. So we're going to actually leave uh, the link to that meditation in the show notes. And if you're interested in downloading it, you will, I think, enjoy it. <laughs> I know Lisa's uh, listened to it. I really enjoyed it. It was amazing. And I told Nicole, you have to tell everyone about it because everyone needs to hear this. It's awesome. <laughs> I know. It's uh, Sometimes you promote yourself and then you stop and you just don't. You're uh, It's it's so funny. Um, but she's absolutely right. And, you know, I um, just so everyone knows, it is more of an activation and there's a lot of there's a story to the whole um, meditation for you. And so I really do hope you enjoy it and all the information will be in the show notes. But for today's show, we are being revisited by Jason Layton. He is a metaphysicist, author, hypnotherapist, and creator of the Soul's Dream Course, which is going to be coming out very soon. So I hope uh, many of you will be um, showing up to that. He is also the president on the board of directors of the Master's Octave, which is a nonprofit. Um, Jason's quest is basically for the age-old answers. Who are we? Where do we come from? And this all started for him from a very young age. His curiosity led him to study meditation, dreams, astral travel, and channeling. Some of his greatest influences were I Am Presence, Greg Braden, Byron Katie, Eckhart Tolle, Jernvalo Melchizedek, and Ken Kerr. Uh, A major shift happened when Jason was a teenager. His mother introduced him to the Master's Octave, a metaphysical channeling group. Afterwards, Jason's meditations began to provide profound guidance and insight. And by the time he was 21, he was the main channeler for the group. Jason, I didn't know that, so we're going to have to talk about that. Um, Within (laughs) no time, the group expanded into two nights a week, and he continued his influential work for four years. Um, He... At 27, he published his first book called I Am, Understanding Who and What You Are, and it is a compilation of his first year of channelings back in 2006. And then a short time later, Jason's second publication, The Quick Guide to Oneness, was printed. So Jason has a lot of, uh, wow, you've got quite the resume, Jason. Oh, thank you very much. 
Welcome back to the show. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm I'm so happy to be here with you guys. I love you guys. On on dry ground. Yeah. On dry ground. On dry ground. Yes. Yes. <laughs> not not moving ground. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm so excited Although, to have you here today. Oh, thank you. I really am. I, I'm just I keep thinking about the the presentation you did on the cruise, and I'm just like, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to be able to get the opportunity to share this information. And on the cruise, I was so pressed for time. So I was like rushing and rushing and rushing to get it all out there. But uh, I'm, I'm very excited to be here with you guys. Thank you. Well, thanks for coming back on the show. You just have a wealth of information to share with everyone. And I know that when we were last on the show, Brian had a couple questions that you didn't uh, get a chance to answer and you wanted to get into those. So what were yeah. some of the questions that Brian asked that you didn't get a chance to answer. Yeah. So, right, so, so sometimes when I ask questions, you know, it's, it's just pure channeling from my higher self. So oh I, I may or may not remember <laughs> my, my questions. And this guy's a skeptic. No way. He, he completely understands. Right? He understands coming from the higher self. I love it. I love it. He's making fun of us. I, I am. because <laughs> I, 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 sh- I should have said it, it came from my lower self. And that would be just as true. This guy's good. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, so we were talking about um, our ancient civilizations and how we lost a lot of that knowledge. And, and Brian said, um, "Why worry about ascending or thinking about five D?" Remember that, Brian? I do. You said, I've, I've, you asked, said, yeah. I've, I've asked it. I've asked it a lot. I, I don't understand the focus on right leaving when there's work to be done here. R- yes, a hundred percent. I can completely agree with you but and i think it's not about leaving we're really not going anywhere we're just within ourselves ascending into a different uh experience so i don't think we're really going anywhere it's not like going to sleep and going into a dream or or going into heaven or going into another location i think it's being here the energy around us is what's ascending uh lifting up yeah but but there's a there's there's two parts to this that i want to talk about right so the first part is about how the stars affect us daily in layman's terms. Okay. So I think once we kind of have an understanding of how the stars are affecting us, we can start to understand how we can utilize that information a little bit better. So for the next few moments, I want you to think of the heavenly bodies, like the stars, the planets, the moons, etc. not as physical, but think of them as energetic potentialities. Okay. So this demonstration, I want to use the Northern hemisphere point of view, because we're going to talk about a tropical astrology and tropical astrology really works best in the Northern Hemisphere point of view. So a question, when is the best time of the year to start planting food? Spring. Okay. When is the best time of the year to harvest the food? Depends on the food. Fall. Okay. Summer to fall. Okay. Yeah. So so we have fall, right? So we're talking about the equinox, right? So you have the spring and the autumn is the equinox. And that's where the sun is at equal day and at equal night. Okay. Right. So, so when is nature in full bloom? Summer. Halfway between those two points. Yeah. Summer. So when is nature in its full decline? Halfway between those two points. Winter. 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 There we go. So now we're talking about the solstice, right? So the summer solstice was when the, when the sun is at its highest point and we have our longest day and the winter is when the sun is at its lowest point and we have our shortest day. So the sun moves in this pattern called the analema, right? So I'm just bear with me. It's called the what? The analema. It's a figure eight pattern. So if you're looking, if you're looking at the West and you're watching the sunset every day, as summer starts to come in from the spring to the summer, you're going to see the sun starting to move from the left to the right. 
Mm-hmm. And then once it gets to autumn, it starts to decline to the left. So it starts moving down to the left because it's moving in this figure eight pattern above us, right? So it starts growing from the left to the right, and then it wanes down to the left from right to left. So what gives our seasons their, their potency is the different angles of the sun's light and sound. And also the light that comes from the, the planets and the, and the moon as well. It's all from these angles. So it's not about the physical uh, expression, but it's about the energy and the angles of the energy. So in essence, what we're talking about is the energetic principles of light and sound being projected into our realm at different angles, giving the inhabitants on Earth, us, the experience of the seasons and day and night and so forth. So how we're experiencing every single day is through the projection of these different angles of light and sound that's being projected into our reality. So now when we look at time, right, what is time? We use time every day. Like we said, today, we're going to meet up at uh, Eastern Standard Time for me. It would be 1 p.m. Time, we're time actually, is an illusion. No, but but when, yeah, time, well, there's two, there's two aspects. <laughs> what there's is two, time? No, no, there, there, there is two aspects to that, right? But when we, when we talk about time now, like I said, I'm going to meet you today at 1 o'clock, right? What I'm talking about is the sun's position in the sky, right? So back in the day, we used sundials, right? That's how we we're able to figure out time. So it's, it's our whole entire day is structured on the sun, right? Our days of the right. week. We have Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Saturday is Saturn. Sunday is sun. Monday is moon. Then you have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. That's all based on Noor's mythology, right? So you have Tuesday is Tiu, the god of war associated with Mars. You have Wednesday, which is Woden's day associated with Mercury. Then you have Thor's day, which is Thursday, associated with Jupiter. And then Freya, which is Friday, associated with Venus. So these were so Woden Freya were wives, uh, wife and husband, and then two children were Thor and and uh, Tiu. And then you look at our months, right? Our months are based on the month, which is a moon cycle, twenty eight to twenty nine days. So all the energies that are around us are coming from the from the heavens. So our our our, our ancestors, right? They used to aspire to be like the stars. Mm-hmm. They would anthropomorphize the the constellations, right? They'd attribute human characteristics or behaviors like. Uh, gods or animals or objects but humans still aspire to be like the stars today but the stars they aspire to be like are the fallen lights right we call them movie stars rock stars right everybody wants to become a movie star or a rock star they want to be a star right and the reason why i call them false lights is because within each one of us is an ability to shine a unique vibrational frequency of light and sound that is different from anyone else and everything else but instead, people today, they mimic these false lights, stunting their own creativity and their own divine blueprint within the cosmos, right? So it's each one of us has something within us that we can give. But instead, we're looking at these stars and we're mimicking them and trying to become like them. And yet we're, we're stunting our own potentiality. So and then you have television, right? This is why television is so popular in the age that we're in, right? How TV works is what? It projects light and sound. Mm-hmm. A vision is being told, programming the viewer by the means of light and sound. So the stars in the heaven are doing the same exact thing. They're emitting light and sound at different angles, giving us our experiences that we can attune our energies to and start utilizing informa- information, not just to tell the time or experience the seasons, but we can really start tapping into this information and pulling it into our worlds and experiencing it in a whole new way. 
You know, it's so, interesting that you tie it into the to the TV and how we are connected so much with the with the TV right now because you know I think a lot of people don't realize what watching TV late at night does to you because it's a because it's a cool blue color. It yeah. messes with your, you know, you, your, your body doesn't get the sense that, oh, the sun went down. You know, you're talking about our ancestors and the sun yeah. goes down and it's, it's, it, it signals that, you know, the circadian rhythm and it signals yeah. the body to, to do certain things. And we're not getting, we're not getting that because this TV is on and it's casting this, you know, this false light on us. Right. Right. And also it's a vision being told. It's called tell a vision and it's programming. Right, it's programming. You watch television programming; it's programming the viewer to perceive a certain way, right? To, to be a certain way. So, whose vision's being told? Right. Think about think about how many um, television networks are out there. And well, if if you ask how, Nicole that question, she's going to say the Illuminati. Well, which is funny because that's has to do with light as well. Well, there's a reason why they're called the Illuminati. They're the enlightened ones. Uh, I'm not going to get into that now, though. But yeah, they're, they're actually, I mean, from our point of view, you look at the Illuminati, it's like, oh, that's bad. But understanding our whole entire experience and our whole entire journey, we needed that that contrast to bring us down to the depth of unconsciousness. But I'm not going to get into that because that's a whole other story. But I do get into that in the soul stream. And I go pretty deep into it. And I also tie all this information in much deeper than I am right now. And the, and the course, again, for all you out there, it's called thesoulsdream.com, and it's 100% free because I believe that everyone should have access to this information because we are on the upswing now. We are in the turn where the information is going to be revealed to us. All the stuff from the past is going to be revealed. All the crap that's happening you know, in the government and in the world, that's all going to start to fall away, and a new energy is arising where the light workers are going to be able to utilize that information and really take it to the next level. And that's by tapping in to what the stars, the sun, the planets, all that energy, all that vibrational frequency, once we can start tapping into that consciously, we can start utilizing that throughout our day to manifest and to experience things that we can't even imagine right now. So how do the stars, um, for instance, influence us? So so physically how they influence us is like, just like Brian was saying, the circadian rhythms, right? The circadian rhythm is, it's our night and day cycle, right? And then we have our seasons. If we didn't have the seasons, right, how would... We we working with our with eating and experiencing the uh, environment, right? It's all this is happening because of the positioning of the sun at its specific angles, light, right? So the sun is the same sun that's in the sky, and yet at a different angle, it gives us a different experience and seasons. But I don't think she's talking about our. I don't think she's talking about our star. I, I think Nicole's asking about all the other stars because, and I and right. I, I'm sure they influence somehow, but it's. It's got to be in a very small way, other than them changing positions in the sky. It's 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 not providing light. It's not affecting. No, you know, the... it's not about. Well, the, the, we're talking about light. Light we perceive to be light is the visible light spectrum, right? Which is three hundred and eighty nanometers wide. Okay. In the electromagnetic spectrum. Now think about this: three hundred and eighty nanometers. So if you look at a piece of paper, the thickness of a piece of paper is a hundred thousand nanometers. Think about that. Think how thin a piece of paper is, and that's 100,000 nanometers, and yet we can only see within the band of the visible light spectrum. So just because we can't see outside of this band doesn't mean there's not energy influencing us beyond the, phys- the visible light spectrum. So 
because just because we can't see the energy coming from the stars coming into us doesn't mean that it's not there in our subtle bodies. So what we can do is we can start utilizing the energy that's above us now, right? Just the constellations that are above us and the days and the moon and the sun. If we start working with our local star system, our local uh, group of, of, of heavenly bodies, we should start there first before we start getting into Arcturus or, or any specific light out there. But start working with the sun, right? Start working with the moon. Start planting your intentions on the new moon. Start getting rid of what you don't want on the full moon. Start tapping into sun gazing, right? All this stuff plays a huge role. There's so much more we can do with it, but let's start with what we can do physically today, right? And, that, and, those, and these things are, are sound science. I mean, it's out there. I, I wanted to go back to what you were saying about television for a second. So sure. you were talking about the programming and the light and, and all that. So mm -hmm. how does that, you know, and who, who is programming that? So, you know, the Illuminati, who, whomever, whatever, you know, obviously they're dictating what comes through the television and what we're all watching is um, definitely something that I think is manipulated for a reason. Right. Mm -hmm. But how, so how are the, the planets, you know, the sun and the moon, how are they, how is their energy affecting us? I mean, I know we talk about on the show a lot and I feel it, you know, when, when there's a full moon or when something's in retrograde, you know, there are different energies that are coming through. Can you just speak on that a little bit more? Yeah. Um, well, let's, like I said, we'll, we'll stick locally, right? So if you look at the moon, what does the moon do to the oceans? It pulls oh. in the tides right and our bodies are made up of what it's between 75 to 80 percent water right when we're babies it's 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 90 percent water when we're in the fetus we're 100 percent water so you can see we're made out of water so when the moon physically it's pulling on the oceans the tides it's also pulling on the emotions and tides within our bodies so this is why you have a lunatic right a lunatic is a lunar tick it's because they lose their their emotional bodies right kind of go crazy because they're being pulled on the tides so there's things that we can do to utilize that energy. So back in the day, uh, well, Christians called them pagans, right? So anybody who wasn't a Christian in, in the, uh, you know, 1300 years ago was considered to be a pagan. So what pagans would do is they would understand how to utilize nature, right? And how are all of our ancient ancestors and ancient cultures have done. They understood the influences of these stars and they would use them in their daily rituals to bring about prosperity and peace and abundance in their lives, right? So the Native American Indians, they would do rain dances to bring the rain in, right? So we could use these heavenly bodies, their energies, to bring experiences into our lives that we desire. So when you look at the when you look at the moon, right? The moon has different phases, right? So you have the the new moon; it starts, and then it goes to the first quarter, full moon, uh, third quarter as it's waning, and then back to a new moon. You can use that energy to bring something into your life at the new moon, right? So that's the time you want to plant your seeds for new ideas that you want to express in that month. Then when you get to the full moon is when you want to get rid of things because the moon is now waning down. So you can use it to kind of take things that you no longer desire to have in your life and project it into that energy field. And then that helps assist in the removing of that. Now that's just a basic understanding. Like I said, I want to, I don't want to go too crazy deep here. I just want to keep it basic. So, that's one way that we could utilize these energies that are coming in, fluxing in. Now, 
what I did was uh, I have a, a camera. I think I showed you guys the picture. Yeah. Um, yeah. The star, right. So yeah. I went out three o'clock in the morning. So I wanted to get serious. Right. I'm like, I want this. I knew the star was special because all of our ancient cultures knew how special it was. And you can look up at the sky and you see Sirius. It's dancing up there. It's like a vibrating, just incredible color. It's like, what is that thing? It's amazing. Right. So I go outside at three in the morning. I film it. When I film it, it goes right directly to my phone, right? So as I'm filming on my camera, the picture goes directly to my phone, the video. I go into bed and I'm laying down. I'm kind of like a little amped up, so it's cold outside. So I pull it out and I'm looking at the, the picture or the video. And are you guys familiar with uh, binaural beats? No. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when you listen to different frequencies for like uh teen, like tinnitus or like um for like the ringing in the ears or maybe you want to like activate your pineal gland or right. healing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what it does is it it, it triggers different brain waves, right? Because our, our brain is is vibrating and there's different frequencies within the brain waves. So there's alpha, theta, gamma, and all these all these different waves. So what it does is it puts two different frequencies in your ear. So your left might be playing five. Your, your right might be playing uh, nine and the difference is four. So your brain picks up four, right? And that puts you into that, into a delta state. So four hertz would be delta. So when you're listening to something, uh, two different uh, frequencies, it, it puts your mind into this wave, but it also does the same thing visually. So when you're watching TV, you're going to see these, if you take a camera and look at um, the TV through your camera, you're going to see like kind of like lines moving up. Right, right. The, kind the, of hertz, flick, the flicker rate, the, or the, the refresh yeah. rate. Right. So what you're looking at there is alpha waves, right? And they're put there by design because they want you to be able to get into a nice, relaxing state. Because what happens when you go into alpha, you go into this thing called trance. Just like when you're driving your car, you kind of get there you're like, wow, I'm here already. It's like, I don't even remember to drive because you move into a state of trance. In trance, you bypass the critical factor, the conscious part of our of our, of our consciousness, and we go into the subconscious, right? So we're we're easily more suggestible uh, when we're in that alpha state. So that's why that alpha wave is there. But what I'm talking about here is vibrational fr uh, frequencies being flickered on the television and sounds being produced. So when I went to bed that night, or three in the morning, I was looking at this and this, it looked like a spinning wheel, right? And it's flickering. And uh, I was going through some issues at that point in time. And uh, I'm like, you know what? Let me just ask. I, I'm looking at Sirius, right? Sirius is is a, is a very important star. I said, I need help with the situation. Um, and this is what it is. And I kind of just looked at, I kept on looking at the picture. And as it's flashing, it's creating a vibrational frequency into my eyes and sound, right? It was, you can hear a sound from the winds and stuff that was going into my, my ears. I closed my eyes and instantly, I'm talking like instantly, I heard a girl's voice come in. Uh, she was about, she sounded much younger than me, maybe 20. And uh, so I started asking her questions like, what's happening with me? What's what's going on? And then she just keeps answering me and answering me. And then, and then a boy figure comes in and starts talking to me. And I'm talking, to, it was like, we're talking right now. It's not like a faint voice. Like, you know, when you're kind of going into a dream, you kind of hear sounds here and there. No, this was like a straight up conversation, like instantaneously as soon as I closed my eyes. And then I went into this dream. And this dream lasted for four hours, and it was a whole complete movie. It wasn't like uh, fragments of a dream. The whole entire dream had a purpose, and it had a, a scenario, and everything played out beautifully within this whole entire spectrum. So it was more of an astral travel than of a dream. 
And they were showing me all these things that were happening in my life, um, metaphorically, to to explain what was happening to me. And I came out of that and I, I woke up at like nine o'clock and I was just like, wow, like that just happened. And I understood what was happening to me um, at that point in time while I was experiencing what I was experiencing through what they showed me. So they used kind of seeing the star, the, I guess, the movement of the energy, the visual yes. stimulation of that kind right. of puts you into a, a, a brainwave that allowed them to reach you, that, I guess, in right, that way. That connection. So it's kind of like, aka, a stargate, right? So I was able to tap into that vibrational frequency. And if it was real, if it wasn't real, right, Brian? I mean, it could have been completely my imagination. The sure. fact is, I still got answers out of this. Like, I woke up and I was like, wow, all right. Like, that was significant, you know? Like, it was it was pretty good. And it really tied into uh, my whole experience. So, well, um, that, you know, that, a- that's always the, the fine line between how I look at things and how you guys look at things. We, we can come to the same conclusion or have a similar experience and it's you know you got answers and you were helped now for me Mm -hmm. i would do that and it's like okay that was internal you know that was all created within self and you guys might say oh well that was clearly external that was you know my higher self you know guiding me or directing me but when i look at that and and you're, you're you're talking about two different things for me it doesn't matter and right. it and, and and I guess that's one of the things that frustrates me. It's like, what does it matter how it came to you? Why do I get to focus? Like, oh my God, this is my higher self, and and I was able to do this and that. And it's like, you you got some sort of healing. Focus on that. Just say, okay, that that was yeah. great, and I got something out of it. And it it just where it came from. To, isn't- to me, the focus gets put on the wrong thing. The focus should be put on the healing or right. what, whatever transpired, not where it came from and how important yeah. and incredible that was. And that's, that's what I struggle with in, in, in this, this community that, you know, that, that we, that we swim in, I hear these stories and the focus is always on this other thing and how incredible I had this, Oh, blah, all this other stuff. And it's like, no, you, you right now. Here. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love what you just said, because that's why I stepped away from channeling. All right, so I, I had the opportunity to be part of a group where I was able to sit down in front of 30 people and just close my eyes and let information flow through my from my heart to the to the group, right? And then uh, I get up and people were like, oh, who was that from? Was that from uh, St. Germain? Was that from Jesus? I'm like, no, no, it was from my I am presence because I believe everyone and everything, doesn't matter where they are, they state I am, right? I am is the first point of awareness and the separation from the Godhead, right? So everything states I am. Uh, Jesus would state, I am Jesus. Hmm. Saint Germain would state, I am Saint Germain. So I believe the core of everything, of everyone, is the awareness. So I am is the source, right? So they'd be like, who who was that? I'd be like, it was I am. I would never give it, I never gave it a name because I always felt like that takes away from the message. Like, oh, if if you said it, then it's it's not as good as if Jesus said it, you know? So it's kind of like, oh, yeah. it's about the message. It's not about, like you're saying, it's not about where it came from. It's about the healing that you're getting from it. And like you're saying, people do get caught up on, you know, they get very happy to see when it comes from other beings, but yet they miss the whole entire message, which is mind-blowing to me. And for me, what happened when I was doing a channeling is 
I would channel some profound stuff, really, really awesome stuff. And then I get out of it and then I go live life and I'm like, wait a second, I'm not doing that. Um, you weren't applying so, it to your life? Yeah. So how can I sit here and talk all this awesome stuff and not do it? So I'm like, all right, that's it. If I can't do it, I don't want to talk about it. You know, like, so I, I kind of put that to the side and, and, and started working into, I want like things that are applicable, right? I want, I want, I want like, does it work? Yes or no. You know, like, I want to see, I want to see it work. I don't want just some frou-frou in a sense, like just knowledge. I want something that we can apply and make it wisdom. And that's why I stepped away from channeling when I did. That's interesting. Jessica Alstrom, we had her and her team on the show the past few episodes. She talks about that as well. As as a scientist, she wanted to prove these spiritual things and prove that they worked on herself before she went forward to teach them. And I just, I think more people in this community need to be doing that. Like practice what you preach or work it through yourself and live it and then start talking about it. Yes, I, that's it. I mean, that's the key. If If you can't do it, I mean, it's nice to talk about. It's nice to have a, a conversation in a community about it. But if nobody's doing it, then why are we wasting our time to even talk about it? You know, like we need so, something that we could use. So how long ago was that that you stepped away from channeling? And how does that tie? 2010. And how does that tie into the, uh, the, 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 the course that you're working on and getting ready to release? The soul stream. Well, I had, yes. Yeah. I had a lot of amazing experiences throughout that whole entire time for myself. You know, I, I mean, obviously I shared with everybody in the group and all the recordings that came through and all that stuff. But I had some amazing experiences where I was able to access some information that's not being shown or talked about. Um, and I've been preparing many, many lives for this life. So, I was shown all my previous lives and what I was doing up to this point. And this isn't the end. I'm not, we're not done here. We're just actually starting um, on the ascension process. We're going to be here a few more times, which is very exciting because now as we're moving into this new new reality, it's going to get more exciting and, and more beneficial for each one of us. Um, but I've been working for this for quite some time, and I was shown how to access that information uh, from our ancients, which were us. Uh, and then tap into that and be able to share it. It's funny when you said that we're just getting started on the Ascension um, process and that we're going to be coming back a couple more times. I honestly heard Lisa go, not me. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. So many people say that, like, I am not coming back here. But but think about this. Like, it took, I mean... 13,000 years to get where we're at, right? So it's a 13,000 year descend, 13,000 year ascend. We become masters of vibration. Um, but we have just got out of the dissension process. Like we're still dealing with all the shit um, from the dissension, all the all the programming and all that crap that's happening. And there's still a lot more to come to light. I mean, if you look at like Snowden coming out, if you look at this John of God thing happening right now, all the stuff that's happening now, all of it's going to start coming to light because we're moving into the time of Aquarius where Aquarius just removes the whole entire veil and says, hey, guys, look what's under the cover. <laughs> this has been going on for the last, you know, 13,000 years. But it's all been done by a purpose and for a purpose. And it's all for our expansion of consciousness. Uh, there's contrast. Yeah, you, you bring up the John of God thing. And it's interesting because Lisa and I were just kind of talking about this yesterday, not specifically John of God, but this idea 
of the unmasking of the individuals we held up in almost the highest light. It's almost like we, we right. as a society, and I'm saying as a society, because not everyone does this, make people into gods that, that, that whatever they're able to offer, whether it's healing or guidance, that it's somehow we can't do it ourselves or can't find those abilities within us. And we give our power away. But then also this idea of unmasking of individuals who we've held up in such a high light, it's done like that on purpose for us to learn our not only our own discernment muscle, but to stop putting um, this kind of, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? This faith or turning a blind eye because someone of that nature or that position could never do what maybe someone is saying that they are doing. And instead of actually digging into what could potentially be factual and looking at all the facts and all the different angles to come up with our own answer, we're more likely to turn away from that because there's a certain guilt that comes with calling someone out who is supposed to be a person of light or God or some sort of um, higher authority in that regard that we're almost not supposed to do that. Like you're bad if you do that and it's shameful of you. And I think we're reaching a point now where we have to really move past that and know that no one is higher, better or worse than anyone else on this planet, regardless of what they're doing and that everyone deserves a discerning eye because we're being unmasked right now. Like if you're not speaking your truth, then you're going to get called out. Yeah. Jason, you've mentioned a couple of times, and I know you you talked about it in more detail when you did your presentation on the cruise, Um, but for our audience and for Brian, who I know wasn't there, just about the whole descension, the 13,000 years, and, you know, we're exactly where we're supposed to be because we're in this descension phase. Can you recap briefly what what it is that you went over, because I found that to be just one of the big missing puzzle pieces for me. And it, it actually made me feel a lot better about being in this body right now. Yeah. Oh <laughs> that, yeah. Okay. No, Maybe I'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm telling you, you want to come back because when we come back, it's like, if you think about the kids today, right? Like, like my niece is uh she's three, she's a freaking genius. Like the kids coming out today are geniuses. And that's because the vibrational frequency within the atmosphere that's being produced from the stars, the energy that's within this realm is being lifted higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. So when we come back, it's only going to start to ascend and accelerate the vibrational frequency that we are to give us the ability to tap into these untapped potentials that we have within us that lie dormant. And the reason why they lie dormant is because they were turned off, right? So when you look at DNA, we have 99% junk DNA. What DNA is, they're codons, they're receptors, right? Transmitters and receptors to receive more information. So we'll be able to see much more than the visible light spectrum. We'll be able to see the whole entire electromagnetic spectrum, which gives us access to different realms and realities. So it's very, very exciting to keep going and not be afraid to come back because we are here for a purpose. We're here for a reason. And the reason why, you know, the four of us are here together is we're talking about people waking up, right? You guys bring on people on your show to help people learn how to wake up. And the waking up is the ascension process. It's becoming awake. So in my course, 
I go over this in fine detail and I have awesome visuals and images to kind of show the whole entire ley lines. And remember the course is free guys. Take advantage of it. It's free. It's, it's, it's incredible. So it's the souls Check it out. So what we're talking about here is we come in from heaven, right? We're not going back or we're not becoming gods or whatever you want to call your creator or the source, right? I'll call it the source. Just won't offend anybody. We're not coming going to source, we actually came from source. We came from a very, very high energetic level. And then we came into this reality called 3D, 4D, and then we descended down in consciousness. So if you look at the yugas, the yugas consist of the golden age, the, um, what was it, the Greek way of looking at it? You're you know, going to have gold. to describe yuga. Yeah. Uh, well, you had the yugas and the Greeks. I'm going to, I'll get into that in a second. So you have the golden age, the Silver Age, the Bronze Age, and the Iron Age. And then that's the descension. And then you have the Iron Age, the Bronze, the Silver, and the Gold, right? So when we come in, what we're talking about, why they call it metals, is because they're talking about densities, okay? So the gold is less... Well, they, 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 they named them after metals because of the, their ability to, to work with the metals. Yeah, well, no, it's actually about density. It's about density of consciousness when you really look into it. So when we come in, we're coming at a very, very, very high awareness, right? So it's said that, you know, if you look into the ancient scriptures, people um, 10,000 years ago were able to live, you know, 1,000 years, 500 years easily. And then as we started to descend in consciousness, our lives became shorter and shorter and shorter. Then we just come out of the Iron Age where lives were, what, 60 years old was, was, uh, was close to the max. And now we're kind of getting up to the 100 year mark now. So as we start the ascension process, we're starting to move into a place where we're getting older and older and older and live longer and longer and longer because we're returning back to the source where we came from. Okay, I'm 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 confused. I need to ask a clarifying question. You were sure. early, before you were talking about this descension and now coming a, in, into an ascension, and you're talking a period of thirteen thousand years. So it's a twenty six thousand cycle. We descended for yeah. thirteen thousand years, and then we are going to ascend for thirteen thousand years. Now yeah. you're talking about an ascension and descension over just a few hundred years. No, no, no. I'm talking about uh, our lifespans. So when we came in in the golden age, I'm saying our lifespan was much longer than it is now because uh, we're just coming out of the Iron Age. We're, we're just coming out of the belly of unconscious in the Iron Age. This is why I like to have the the, the visual up there so you can kind of see exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a 13,000 year descension, 13,000 year ascension. It's also called the procession of the equinox, right? So the procession of the equinox is the whole full rotation of the constellations above our heads in a in a backwards rotation. But when you were but when you were talking about us living 500 to 1000 years, that was not 13,000 years ago. That was no. that was just a, maybe a millennia ago. So I don't, that's that's what I don't understand. So is, within that within that descension 13,000 years there are ages like the golden age, the iron age. Those are within And that. those things only last a few hundred years or 100 years. No, uh, no, thousands. 48 4,800, 3,600, 2,400, and 1,800. So within those ages, you were talking about the actual lifespan of people. Right, yeah. How, how, how in the golden age, we lived longer. We're able to access these higher realities. But as we descend, we forget who we are, right? We become denser. We become more physical. We become more, um, like I said, when you talk to someone, you call them dense. 
what we're talking about is their state of being, their consciousness. That person's dense, they just don't get it. We have just come out of the densest part of the cycle. That's why we're dealing with all this stuff that's happening. That's all this kind of AKA chaos because we're just coming out of this unconsciousness and people really, they don't understand who they are, why they're here or what the meaning of life even is. I mean, that's, that should be the fundamental um, understanding, but that's not at the forefront of the minds. That seems to be the question that people start asking themselves when they start awakening is, Mm -hmm. you know, why am I here? And I think people start having thoughts of suicide and just wanting to leave because they can't wrap their head around what the purpose is. Yes. That, that really segues right into my next uh, part of Brian's question, but I don't want to get out of the, the, this, the age thing until uh, you're kind of satisfied. No, with I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I follow you. Yeah. Okay. So we're good there. Yep. Um, so talking about purpose, right? So I believe we all have a purpose. Each individual have our own individual purpose here, right? Do you guys believe that we have a purpose? Sometimes. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes. I like that. So, all right. So you believe that we have a purpose, right? So what are your thoughts on parallel universes and multiple timelines? They theoretically exist. Okay. I can, I can understand the idea and I, and I can get my head around the idea. Okay. Believing that it's happening you know, next to me and I can make a decision and switch timelines. That's, that's the harder thing that, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the concept is, it's great. Is, 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 it's not far-fetched at all. The reality is tricky. I haven't seen it yet. Right. That's where I'm at. So, well, and, and, but, but that, and, and that's why it's impossible. I think for a lot of people to, to really get into because you can't perceive it. You right. can switch timelines, but you can't perceive it because to you, you're just where you are, but you jumped a timeline. But your right. your vision, your day-to-day life doesn't change at all because it's, you know, if, if you're talking about infinite possibilities and infinite timelines, mm-hmm. your perception, it's not like you wake up one day and the sky is purple. Right. You know, it was this massive, you know, which, which is a possibility and, you know, there's aliens ships floating around this and that's a possibility, but you can switch and it's, it's just, it's changed by one atom. You know, only one atom in the entire universe is different in this timeline. Good luck finding that one (laughs) atom or molecule. Well, you know, I mean, from my perspective, I'm personally experiencing timeline merging within my own body. Uh, through like the healing that I'm doing, um, one of the things that was brought to my attention, because I asked, I'm like, so I started experiencing this, which would be a very healed aspect of what I'm currently healing. And it was, and, and what I later realized was that I'm bringing the healing aspects of a future timeline into this present moment because I'm working with the energy so quickly. And so I'm collapsing the timelines into one another um, to some degree. And that's, that's what I'm, I'm physically seeing that and feeling that like within my own body. So it is, you're able to perceive it if you have the awareness um, around it. You're right. Pay attention. Yeah. I do understand though, that it is a difficult concept to grasp when you've been so entrained in the linear time frame. That's what we're taught. Yeah. It's time. We're, I mean, we're, we're, 
we were talking about this, you know, the, the other day about how in, in school, when we learn early mathematics, it's money. Well, the other side of that, that other thing that we're taught about, you know, to, to learn math is time. And, you know, so we're taught these, these things very early on that, that programming of, you know, here's time and it's this linear thing. And, you know, oh, it's actually, actually, if you look at it, time is not linear, it's circular because it always comes mm -hmm. back, you know, we're going yeah. from midnight to midnight. So it's, it's, a, it's, you know, it's a circular thing, but we think about it. It's very easy to think about it in a straight line. So, yeah, I mean, every day, this is what we think. That's what Jason was talking about earlier. Okay. Let's meet at, you know, 11 AM, 1 PM. And here's this thing. And it's going to last you know, 90 minutes and that's a straight line, but then you're trying to get your mind around something completely different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I want to, I want to share with you guys an idea, right? I, I want to invite you to think about something here. What these three ideas, right? Purpose, parallel universes, multiple timelines, what they're uh, proposing is that life is predetermined. So science recently has discovered that six seconds before you make a conscious choice, your subconscious has already made a choice. So they use random generators, right? They hooked them up to these uh, brain machines. They put all these little things on their heads. They gave them a, a button on right hand, button on left hand. They were to choose a color or a number by picking the right or left. Uh, they get the whole sequence of many hours watching these random generators, picking these numbers. It showed that six seconds before the person pressed the number, their brain already lit up and made the choice. So six seconds, that's quite a bit of time. Think about it. Six seconds before you make a conscious choice, your subconscious has already made that choice. So when you look at purpose, right? Purpose is the reason for which something exists, right? So when we do something, right? If I, if I punch you in the arm, Brian, I say, you go, Jay, did you hit me on purpose? That means I premeditated in my mind before I actually physically did the action, okay? So when we look at parallel universes and multiple timelines, if you think about a multiple timeline, it's a different timeline from that which we're in now, but it's already created. It's already existing. We're just becoming a match vibrational frequency to that timeline. So I'm not going to get too crazy deep here because it's it's kind of complex. Yeah, it's hurting my head. Yeah, in, in my, I'm going to make it very simple in two seconds, right? Yes, for the unintelligent skeptic, please make it as simple as possible. So yes, I'm going to make it very, very simple. Uh, highly intelligent skeptic. Yes, I agree with that. I agree with that. So there, there is an infinite part of reality where all possibilities exist. Okay. And, and the, in quantum physics, they call it the waves of possibility. And then there is a finite part where, where, where we have limitations and, um, and, and circumstances and conditions and we're bound by the laws of nature, right? That's the finite part of us. That's where particles exist, right? So what we are individually are tuners, right? We are tuners and we are tuning to a specific frequency that is already in existence, right? So the infinite, everything exists in the infinite. Every possibility, every outcome, every thought you can ever think is already in existence. You are then becoming a match vibration, tuning to it, bringing it into your expression through, you ready for this? Your electromagnetic heart. Your heart's magnetic field is the strongest uh, rhythmic field produced in the human body, right? So you can you can measure this field about seven feet away from you. But this field is so much more than that. Because when you bring your thoughts and your emotions together, you create a feeling. And that feeling is a vibrational frequency that pulls the, from the infinite possibilities into your existence. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So 
as a demonstration, what I want to do is I want to talk about uh, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. You guys ever, you ever hear that book? You ever read it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome yes. book. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty big. So you have the six keys to um, turning a desire into gold, right? So number one, fix your mind on the exact thing you desire, okay? So once you fix your mind on the, ex- the exact thing you desire, you can then start bringing that vibrational frequency, becoming a match resonant vibration to that thing to start bringing it to you, right? Number two, determine exactly what you intend to give in return for that thing, right? Number three, establish a definite when you intend to possess these things you desire. Four, create a defined plan of action to carry out the desires. Begin at once, whether you're ready or not. Number five, write it down. Be very specific. Number six, read your statement out loud twice a day. And here it is. Visualize it as it already being done. Now, that is the most important part of this whole entire process, right? You have to see it as already being done because then you're able to experience the emotion of having that. For instance, when you're going to get a car, you're going to get a house, uh, you're like, oh, I want to get a car. You're like, I want to get a new Jeep Grand Cherokee. You start searching for it. Then you find the one you want. And then all day, you're like looking at it, looking at it, going over all the stats and all the statistics and all this stuff. What you're doing is you're becoming a match vibration inside the feeling in your heart. And you're pulling that from the infinite possibilities into your expression, into your reality. So we are tuners. So once we understand how to tune into the infinite possibility, the quantum we can then start bringing that into our expression. But the first thing is, is we have to understand what it is that we desire. And this brings us back to the, the question about Brian we were talking about earlier. Brian says, well, what's the purpose of, of thinking about uh, Ascension or 5D? Mm-hmm. Because once you start thinking about it, that becomes a reality for you. Once you start bringing that into your expression, you're able to utilize those vibrational frequencies that are already there, giving you the ability to tap into something greater than what we're experiencing now. So you have to walk around every single day saying, oh, we're ascending or all this stuff, just with the awareness of understanding that everything is happening for you, right? It's not happening to you, it's happening for you. And looking at from that light, you're able to start accessing these energies in a different way. So when you look at I am, right? I am is the communication between the conscious and the subconscious, and it only works in one way. It works in the now. It doesn't know the future, doesn't know the past, it doesn't know... Uh, negative language. You can't say, don't think of a spoon, right? Don't think of a fork. It doesn't know that. It just automatically produces the fork. So when you're visualizing that, that which what you want, you want to visualize it as already being done because that's the language of the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is the access to the higher self, which then pulls from the infinite, that vibrational frequency into your finite expression so that you can experience it. So it's very important. Like you were, we were talking about, uh, Brian on the trip about Blue Dot. And they said, all right, Brian, well, give a date that you want to have this done by. What you're doing is you're saying to the subconscious, this is what I want. But what you got, another way to look at it is look at it as already being done and seeing that it was already being done and drawing that emotion, right? The emotion is so important. Motion and emotion is energy and motion, right? It all ties together. So having that emotion of experiencing somebody coming up to you and saying, I want to be a part of what you're doing and I, I'm an investor and it's this is what I have, you know, seeing that and experiencing that that's going to draw it into your expression so much faster than just thinking about it. Because once the emotion is tied in, it's, it's key. It locks it in. So why, why don't I hear about lots of millionaire and billionaire spiritual people and like everyone that seems to, that, that we seem to be connected with, or just like struggling to find their way. And it's like, I don't got any money. I'm poor. It's like, 
everyone that believes in manifesting that I know is not a millionaire, but you're right. But, but the way you describe it is like, this is this really easy thing. And that it should, it, if, if it existed the other way and it was like the entire community of these spiritually enlightened people that are, have these very high vibrations were all banging rich. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, that makes you're right on the money. That's exactly what they all did. But it's, it's the other way around. So yeah, but this is, but it doesn't mean that everybody's doing it right. Just because you're talking about something doesn't mean you know what, what you're talking about. So why I use Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich? Because do you know the backstory of, of the Think and Grow Rich? No. What Napoleon Hill did? He went out and he spoke to every mogul in his time in the, in the early 1900s. So he went and talked to Carnegie, uh, Ford, all the people who were prominent, the ultra rich people back in the day. Mm -hmm. And he interviewed them and he said, what's the secret to success? And these six keys are what came out of the secret of success from the ultra rich at that time, hmm. right? So fixing your mind on the exact thing that you want, determine exactly what you want and what you're going to give to it, establish a perfect time of when it's going to happen and ca to carry out that plan, write it out, be specific, right? Because the more specific you are, the more the unconscious has to work with and, and read your statement out loud twice a day. I mean, this is what they were doing, the ultra rich at, in, the, in the early 1800s. Wow. So this is a like a proven method. I mean, if you look, if you look how many copies this book is sold, it's, it's, it's incredible. Not, you know, it's, it's not just that too. Like Brian, you, we've talked about this several times recently on the, on the podcast about the power of the subconscious mind. And if you can consciously right. do all these things that, you know, Jason's saying, uh, you, if you're not aware of the belief system that is embedded in your subconscious, that is, actually destroying all of your conscious work you, that has more power if you think about it just to what you said Jason like like we were talking about with with the episode with Amber that you know the, the other day that people that are working out and they're listening to music and breathing but they're thinking these negative thoughts they're mm -hmm. they're unconsciously doing it the they're, they're, they're doing it the right way unconsciously but they're thinking about the wrong exactly. things and they're actually manifesting exactly what they're thinking about at the time, but they're just thinking about the right. wrong stuff. Yeah. That, I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. And you hear like you, you, Jason said that our brain subconsciously already makes a choice six seconds before we actually do it. That's right. powerful. So if you're not actually aware of what's going on in your subconscious, you could be destroying all of your hard work and not even know it. Yeah. That makes sense. We sell Snapchats all the time. <laughs> yeah. When I was, I think about 16, my dad was into all of this stuff and used to send me all these books and tapes and things. And he sent me one, I think it was Norman Vincent Peale, The the World's Greatest Secret, which was really similar to um, Napoleon Hill talking about, you know, writing something on paper and, and feeling it and, and believing it and seeing it and all that. So I decided that, you know, I wanted to see if this was real, was this really, this stuff work? So I wanted to get a job and I'm from a very small town and for a 16 year, in fact, I think I might've been 15 and I only had a working permit and there weren't very many jobs in this town to be had by high school students. So I heard through someone at school that there was this nursing home that was kind of by me, like about two miles away from my house that was hiring. And so I decided I was going to use this Norman Vincent 
peel trick to get this job. So I wrote it down on an index card that, you know, I work at this, I forget the name of the place. I, I work here and I have this job. So I went over there to inquire about the job. And I, in fact, I think I called the guy and he said that they didn't have any job openings, that I was mistaken or whoever told me that was mistaken. And I said, oh, well, I know that I'm going to work there. So um, can I come in and interview with you? And he kind of chuckled and he said, um, I'm sorry, we don't have a job opening. So no, I'm like, okay, um, I'll, I'll just talk, I'll, I'll call you back later or whatever. So I called, I think at least once a week I called and asked him, so do you, can I come in and interview for that job? And he said, he didn't have a job. And I think after about the fourth time he was just, I remember him giggling at me and he's like, Lisa, I'm, I don't know what else to tell you, but we don't have a job here. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'll call you back later. And I was just going to keep trying. And I called him, he called me and he said, I can't believe it, but we have a job opening and I wouldn't give it to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it works, awesome. it works. So you just have to believe it, I guess, and sound like a crazy person. Yeah. Well, I think, I think believe and the emotion, the emotion is, is really important and something I haven't mastered yet, but I, I fully understand. You know, when you like, you listen to a song and your, and your, and your hair on your arm stands up. Yeah. Right. Or you get goosebumps. That happened to Brian. Or you get goosebumps. Yeah. If you can. On the way home from Pilates today. Because I yeah. was listening to GNR. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It doesn't matter what it is. You at that point in time are in such resonance with it. Your whole entire being is, it's like a, it's a, an uplifting. So the thing is, is, we can do that consciously if we practice, right? We're, we're not practicing these kind of techniques. But once we can start accessing that part of ourselves and make the hairs on our arms raise up consciously, that's when we're able to conjure up this emotion, a very strong emotion. And we're able to tie a thought to that emotion. And we'll be able to bring these things into our experience much faster. So people talk about instantaneous manifestation. Uh, in order to get that, to that point, uh, I think we're still uh, ways away, right? But I think that's part of the step is to start practicing emotional intentions, right? To really start conjuring up that emotion within inside of you of, of that thing that you really desire. Like when I, when I spoke to Brian at Poolside and he was telling me about Blue, uh, Blue Dot, I was like, man, mm -hmm. this guy. He is like, you love it. Like you can just see the emotion as you're speaking about it and the passion. That's it. You know, like, and then when you can start to get your, your, your hairs to rise up, you know, like that's, that's it. That's where you can really start tapping into it. Yeah. That's how, it, that's how it is with, yeah. with, with Blue Dot. Yeah. I mean, it's, I believe it. It's there. I see it. I can touch it. Mm -hmm. I can experience it, but it's not yeah. here for anybody else yet. You know, and I want to go back to, you know, the experiment that I did with the job and that, and, okay, that was soft stalking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I disagree. Hey, I got the job. That was my... And no one else in my high school did. And yes. You created, definitely you created did. that whole created it. Yeah. But, but to go back to what we were talking about, you know, ha having the subconscious programs. So say I had put on that card, you know, I have a million dollars in the bank. If I have subconscious programmings running, and I know we've talked about this just recently, and I maybe believe that money is evil or I don't believe that I'm worthy or, you know, I have these other programs running. That's where I'm manifesting mm -hmm. from. 
So I'm not going to be able to manifest the million dollars necessarily if I don't believe that money is is good or right. I'm worthy of it. So you have to you have to break down those programs and and you know unveil those other yeah. masks I guess before you can necessarily manifest things to your highest potential. Inter interestingly how how we call them programs, right? There there's programs that are linked within right. our subconscious running in the background even though we consciously want something, we won't be able to attain that because there's a specific program running in our background holding us back from attaining that. So that's why I became a hypnotherapist because I believe that the subconscious is the key to really tapping into uh, our true potential, right? Because we use 5% of our conscious mind where 95% is subconscious. So once we can start accessing our subconscious mind, there's so much more that we could do. So that really propelled me into that, that direction. But what we could do is, not everybody has a, has a hypnotherapist on, on hand, right? Meditate. Meditation right. is the key. It's, it's the access point to calm down the conscious mind and to get into your subconscious mind and program what it is you desire into your subconscious. That's why meditation is so, so important because it allows you personal access to the subconscious mind. And when you can bring an idea or uh, an experience that you want to experience into your subconscious, that's where it will unfold and be brought into your experience. Now, the only way to program the subconscious mind is repetition, right? So if you want to teach a child or a dog how to do something, you have to repeat, repeat, repeat. This is exactly how the subconscious mind works. The subconscious mind works like a child. It doesn't do something when you hear something one time, it's like, oh, that's it, it's on. No, it has to be programmed over and over and over. And that's why when you're watching TV, you see the same commercial 15 times in a, in a matter of one show. It's because they understand that to program the subconscious mind, it's repetition. And this is why when you go to a hypnotherapist mm -hmm. and you want to stop smoking, he's going to tell you to stop smoking about 50 times in about 15 minutes, right? You no longer want to smoke. You want to stop smoking. Smoking is no longer going to help you. This is going to help you because smoking is no... So it's all about repeat, 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 repeat. So in your meditation, you want to visualize, visualize, visualize that which what you want to experience. And when you do that... Subconscious goes, oh, I know what you want. I got it. Boom. In there. And it's, it's going to come into your reality. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you can do it consciously. And if you do it consciously, they say you have to do it 28 days because 28 days creates a what? A habit. Habit is where the subconscious takes over. So when you're starting to ride a bike, right? You get on your bike, you're riding it. You're, you're, someone's holding you from behind so you don't fall over. You're like watching the person behind you, watching the cars in front of you. Like you're, you're like all over the place. And then once you get done and riding your bike, you're like, oh, I can do this. Two weeks later, you're like getting more comfortable because you're what? Practicing, repeating, repeating, repeating. And then after a month, you can ride your bike with no hands and drink a drink at the same time because your subconscious mind has now taken over the programming. And once the subconscious takes over the programming, you no longer have to consciously think about how to do it. Because you can't, the, the conscious mind doesn't work very well thinking of two things at once. So if I say, I want you to, to take notes as I'm talking and... While you're taking notes as I'm talking, listen to what the guy's saying on the TV. I guarantee it's going to be very, very difficult because the conscious mind is not good at doing two things at once. The subconscious mind can run every right. function of your liver, every function of your heart, every function of your brain, every cell in your body, and do all the other tasks of the programming. It's very good at multitasking. So what we want to do is start accessing that side of ourselves and programming that side of ourselves because that's really our higher self. That's the access. Oh, uh, so basically, basically the subconscious is the woman and the conscious is yeah, the sure. man. 
<laughs> you want to say that? Because women are excellent at multitasking. Like that's kind of our thing, right? We're more in general. That's a general statement. It's not like solid across the board, but you know, in general, women have that um, abstract, non-linear way of doing things or creating things or you know, managing things where. Um, men, because of the male, like, uh, the masculine energy is much more focused. It's much more like, um, it sees like one pathway and it can follow it and it's, and it's good. That's a very healthy thing too. But I guess like when it comes to programming, yeah, you, you definitely want to program the multitasker. That's that's what a magic happens. (laughs) And there's so many awesome things out there like self, uh, hypnosis, self help, uh, um, meditations that are out there that can help you program your subconscious mind where you don't got to do anything. You just put the tape on, sit down and get programmed. You know what? I created my own subconscious programming um, for myself (laughs) where, uh, and and I, and I give this to my clients to do. And so anyone in the audience, you can do this yourself at home. All you need is um, your cell phone really. And, perhaps something, another device that will play music in the background for you. Because the music, like you said, is yeah. very important. It plays a certain frequency. And I personally think that you should play music that gets you in a mood where you get a little bit excited. It's still like a relaxing frequency, but it's somehow, um, it's got some sort of cinematic, dramatic effect in that yeah. it's building, you know, like there's this energy building and you just record into it because it's your voice. That's the most powerful thing. When you are listening to your voice speak back to you with authority and with this um, knowing that it's already in your now, like you're speaking of it like it's now, that is huge because you're not hearing it from someone else. You're hearing it from your own voice and you just record it into your phone and then you just play that thing on loop. You could play it on your speakers in your house while you're doing your like cleaning, you could do it while you're cooking. You could put it in your car, like play it on your car when you're driving and just have it in the background while you're doing all your other stuff so that it can start programming your subconscious. I, and you use, I am statements, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything is, is yeah, now. Yeah. 100%. Another thing you can do, um, is record it, go into your bathroom or into your bedroom, wherever there's a mirror and look into your eyes because the eyes are the what? The seat of the, the soul, soul, right? So when you're talking to somebody and you're having a good conversation, what are you doing? You're looking directly into their eyes because you're, you're, you're vibing, your, your vibrational frequency is in resonance with them, right? So when you're looking at your own eyes, you're connecting directly to your soul, which is your higher self, which is your subconscious mind, and it, gives you, it gains you access faster. So uh, w- one of the first things about uh, hypnosis, right, is you want to... Um, get them to look at something. And when they're looking at something, it puts them into a state of trance, right? Because the eyes are fixated, right? So when the eyes are fixated, it puts you into a state of trance, which is a state of accessing the higher self. So when you're putting yourself in a trance while you're in the bathroom, looking at yourself in your eyes, you're looking to the seat of your own soul, and then you're listening to yourself play the I am affirmations. I am love. I am peace. I am abundant. I am so grateful for having X, Y, or Z right? So you're programming your mind and it's much faster when you're looking into your own eyes. That makes sense. I'm the maker of yeah. my own reality. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's very yeah. powerful it, and it works. It, it really is. does. You know, I just, one of my nieces is having difficulty with anxiety and depression. And I was talking to her the other night and thinking about, you know, some, a little thing I could give her to help. And so we talked about 
the I am statements. And I thought about Garen, who we had on our show uh, while we were on the cruise, who said, you know, when he was, when he's in school or he's having self-doubt or something, you know, he goes into the bathroom and, and repeats these statements. And so I gave her a little challenge to do this week to write down I am statements and say them at least three times a day, looking in the mirror, looking at her eyes. And I said, I'll check in with you next week and see how you feel. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And I think That's it's, awesome. it's, you know, we're, especially in this day and age, we're so entrained for like, if it's not happening right now, it's just not happening. You know, like it's got to yeah. be in, it's got to be instant gratification. And we're, yeah. we're, we've moved away from the value of dedicated work of applying yourself over and over. Like, you know, that Malcolm Gladwell book, The Tipping Point, um, it, it speaks about like anyone who's really, really good at what something they do, they put in about 10,000 hours right. into, into it. And yeah. that kind of speaks to, I think we're so trained through society for this instant gratification that we give up so easily. And we just think because it didn't work, you know, as soon as I thought it might, it's just never going to work. So what's the point? And you just give up. Right. We've lost that kind of that ethic of dedicated hard work or perseverance. Of yeah. Perseverance. Like, yeah. you know, um, really willing it even despite the challenges that may be presenting itself. Yeah. And it's through the challenges that make us stronger, mm -hmm. right? Overcoming challenges. I mean, that's like, for me, that's like, like, ah, oh, it felt so good. Like it overcame that when you look back at it, you know? Yeah. I think challenges are good. They're good. People are afraid of challenges. So you have uh, Jim Rohn, right? Don't, he's one of his statements where don't wish for it to be better or don't wish for it to be easier, wish for you to be better. I think that's so important because anything you do, anything you accomplish, you're becoming better, right? So it's it's not about getting to the end goal. It's about the journey, right? Mm -hmm. So I like that quote. It's really about, I like Jim Rohn. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I love Jim Rohn. He's awesome. Good guy. Good guy. Wow. But also for, pe for people out there who, who don't want to take the time to make their own um, audio, take advantage of Nicole's uh, her uh, meditation she has made because it can definitely help you because it's going to put you into your subconscious and help you move into an altered state. And then what else will it do, Nicole? <laughs> <laughs> You're so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, that particular one is is really about understanding your masculine and feminine energies. And I think the reason why I was really wanting to do this one is because so many people get caught up in this idea of one energy being better than the other and not realizing the synergy, the importance of the synergy of the two together in creating what you want and knowing mm -hmm. that there is a necessary, um, a need for like the nurturing and creative and stillness and, um, emotional aspect of the feminine energies, as well as the, um, confident and structured and focused clear-minded masculine energies when you bring those two together that's when you actually get to manifest things in the physical a lot faster because you've united you've brought into union your masculine and feminine energies of creation and that's what creation is all about it's about harmonizing and bringing those energies into union and so when we put too much focus on one or the other or we think oh i only need this but i don't need to do that you completely break down the whole process of creation and i also think that 
We live in a world that tends to demonize certain aspects of the feminine and the masculine energies. And we think like, well, that's not good. I shouldn't be doing that. And that's not true at all. Like you have, you do have wounded aspects of the feminine and masculine energies, but they're there to teach you something. And, and it's about getting, it's when we talked about like this whole idea of duality and polarization and coming back into the void of polarities only to realize that at some point you're going to have to go learn more and go back out to the polarized areas. Right. So it's like, okay, so you come back, you find the balance, you work with it, and then you likely will be taken somewhere else into maybe the extreme emotions of maybe the wounded feminine or wounded masculine, but it's only because you're mastering it. You're getting better and better and better. And it's like what you just said. It don't ask for it to be easy. Ask for you to be better. This is kind of what that's all about. So I think it's helpful. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I know it's helpful. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, okay. I'm really excited about your course. So let our audience know how they can sign up once again to be part of the Soul's Dream. It's, uh, the, yeah, it's the Souls, the S, S-O-U-L-S dream.com so the soul's dream.com or you can go to the masters octave.org uh, that's where it's being presented at uh, and just sign up register and you'll get all the information through the email and uh, like i said it's a hundred percent free uh, what i'm finding though is people aren't finding value in free it's kind of strange because when people pay for something they, they're like, all right, I paid for this. I want something out of it. But when it's free, people are like, ah, well, it's free, you know, whatever. I'm not, yeah, they, um, they, they might not use it if it's, if they're like, they might download it, but not use it. So yeah, maybe you should charge a, a nominal fee. Well, can yeah, you make well, a donation to you if, if somebody was? Well, they can make, they can make a donation to the, to the uh, nonprofit organization, the Masters Active. Um, so they can donate there. Uh, like I said, this one that, that I created, I really feel that this information is for everyone and everyone should have access to it because it can really make a huge change in their lives. And it's some incredible information that's not out there. I mean, you're, I searched for the last uh, 12 years trying to find this information and a lot of it is not out there. Um, there's bits and pieces of it, but I tied it all together and made it very succinct so that people can experience it. Like, uh, like I did with the yugas when I did that presentation on the ship. I mean, that was 15 minutes and it kind of gave an overview that where we're at is right where we're supposed to be. And where we're supposed to be is a perfect place. I mean, there's a lot of shit going on, but there's a lot of greatness going on too. And it's up to you to either look at the shit or look at the greatness, right? You are the tuner. Where are you putting your attention? And uh, one of the, one of my quotes for this week that I got was um, things were happening around me, right? So do I look at the, the negative sides like, oh, what's, what's going to happen next? Or do I look at what is the greatest outcome of the situation? Where previously is like, oh, what's the worst thing that's going to happen here? I got to prepare for the worst. I got to fix uh, this so this doesn't happen. Instead of doing that, I said, what is the greatest outcome that's going to happen from this? And I think that paradigm shift is really going to allow – it's much more comfortable for me. I can guarantee you that because um, – I was hit with some some information this week that was like, all right, all right, that's uh, pretty, pretty big information. But do I go into a defense or do I say, okay, I'm going to take this and run with it. And then there's another quote saying, do you react or do you respond? And there's a huge difference to information, right? When you react to the information, you're just going off instinct. When you respond, you're conscious throughout the whole entire process. So when you're conscious, you can see all the different avenues. You have the whole visual um, cortex available to see all the possible avenues. When you're reacting, 
your conscious mind shuts down and you go into the fight or flight and you can't really think properly. So it's important to not react, but to respond and always look at what's the best possible outcome, not what's the worst outcome, but what's the best possible outcome. Yeah. And then also be open to anything even better than that. I always say, please, yeah, like, right, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I would love for this to happen or anything better because our minds, our minds can't comprehend the infinite potential that actually exists out there. <laughs> so always leave that open caveat <laughs> to the end of whatever you're wishing for. <laughs> That's awesome. And Jason, your your program goes live on March 4th, correct? Yes, it goes live on March 4th. And uh, they're all pre-recorded, so you can watch it at any time you want. Uh, after, and once you complete lesson one, you get access to lesson two and then so forth and so on. Uh, and they're all on demand at that point. So you can go back and watch it. Um, I'm going to attach uh, quizzes inside of there. So people who um, want to expand their, their knowledge a little bit further and, um, and and memorize the information, they can take quizzes. And then I'm creating meditations for each lesson so that people can utilize the information. Because I feel like once you meditate and you experience the information, it then becomes wisdom and you can ex- you can really live it oh, instead of just hearing it. I like so just, that. It's not knowledge. That's I'm awesome. excited. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I added in quizzes, I'm adding in meditations, and then I'm going to do uh, a weekly Q&A. Uh, so for people who complete one through four, there'll be a level one Q&A because lessons one through four is about the information that's already out there. It's about fractals, holograms, um, dimensions, um, you know, everything that's already out there. And then once we get from lesson one through four into five to seven, that's where it makes a, a little bit of a different shift and it moves into my experience of, of the ancient cultures and the, our ancient knowledge that we have forgotten and tying in the new information with the old information and then putting it all together. Oh, that's great. I'm excited. I think it's going to be very helpful to many. And, uh, and I think it's also really valuable to understand where we've come from and where we're at and where we're going. And it's like you said, you know, when you realize that we're just starting the ascension process, like not wanting to come back is like leaving the party just before the DJ came on, you know, like. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) It's like. Like this party's gone. Yeah. The lights are going down, (laughs) the music's going up and, you know, everyone's getting to get on the dance floor and start dancing so um, that is so true that's a great analogy i love it yeah yeah stick oh, around for the awesome. fun part don't stick around for <laughs> oh, just yes. like the hard grueling you know <laughs> the setup of the party yeah, it's like we've been setting up for it it was yeah fortunate. exactly yeah you've already done that that's already over the, the that stuff's behind us i, I mean know. there's gonna be some stuff that's gonna come up but as long as we stay to the higher ground always seeing the positive and everything that's happening we're set I mean, seriously, we are set. Anybody who is listening to this podcast is obviously in a state of mind where they're looking to higher awarenesses and, and that energy is available to us right now. Yeah. We can start tapping into it in a different way. Everyone except Brian. So. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I, I, Brian's in there, man. I'm, we just like I have to poke hope. fun. We like to poke fun. We know he's uh, way more uh, aware than he lets on to everyone. So. We he we is. just try to keep yeah. we just try to keep his job alive here. At, um, <laughs> we are taking <laughs> resumes for skeptic positions though, because after this, um, Jessica Alstrom, quantum revolution, yeah, quantum revolution. Oh yes, yeah. good. I, I can I can that. finally be done with dealing with Nicole. 
<laughs> no, that never ends. Uh, you think that ends on the show? Like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, well, that's thanks great. so much, uh, Jason, for coming back on the show. We really appreciate having you on here. And to our audience, yeah, please do you. check out his course, Soul's Dream. It um, is really informative, and we had the pleasure of getting a sneak peek of it um, on the ship. So it's definitely worth your time, and it will definitely help you in your evolution on this ascension process because you know what? It's party time. It's time to uh, put your dancing shoes on and hit the dance floor. So thanks so much, everyone, for joining us this week. Thank you again, Jason, for being with us here, and we will catch you all next time. Bye. Thank you all for joining our show today. We appreciate you tuning in and supporting us. If any of you have any questions you would like answered on the show or any guests that you would like to see us have on our show, please email that information to us at info at enlightenup.us. And please follow us on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you haven't checked out Nicole's channel on YouTube yet, head on over there for more insight from her or visit her website, inflexibleme.com, where you can book a personal coaching session or a tarot reading. You can watch some of her most informative videos or you can sign up for her newsletter. And if you're interested in some light language healing, head to my YouTube channel, Lisa Loves Love, or send me an email to lisa at lisaloveslove.com to inquire about your own personal reading. Thank you again for joining us and supporting us, and we will be back with you all next week. Mm